Bokar Tov, we are continuing the study of the Beit HaMikdash of Shalomo. So if you remember, the way this whole thing worked is that we discussed first the outer construction of the Beit HaMikdash. Then Borei Olam gave, came to Shalomo and he told him, if you want this Beit HaMikdash to stand, you have to follow my ways. Then we started going into some of the details of the, of the inside of the Beit HaMikdash, like how it was overlaid with gold and things like that. And then we switched to Shalomo's home. Shalomo had three residences. One was the residence... His summer residence, which was in the forest, that was the forest home, or the, the let's say summer home, or the, the, the home where he went to for air, whatever you want to call it. Then he had the house of justice, which attached to that was his own personal residence. And then he had the house of Bat Paro. It took him 13 years to build that part of the Yerushalayim area. Excuse me, excuse me. Guys, we're recording. Excuse me. We're recording, so we're, it's not going to... I think. Okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, so, <clears throat> and, and then once we finished describing those, we didn't describe those in much detail. We just know that they took a very long time. Uh, one detail about all of those residences was that they were used, they used actually cut stone. Because unlike the Beit HaMikdash, where the idea is to represent peace, you don't want to use any metal iron tool, which is used for death in the construction of the Beit HaMikdash. They didn't cut the stones. They just used uncut stones. In the residence of Shalomo, his personal residence, he used cut stone, so everything was cut, and that would have been a very clear difference. Then we went back to the discussion of the Beit HaMikdash. As a reminder, the main areas were the Ulam, the Hechal, and the Devir. The Ulam was like the, the, is an area that has no parallel in the Mishkan. It was like an a antechamber to the Kodesh area where the, the Menorah and the Shulchan were. Then the Hechal was where the, again, where the vessels were, the... Uh, menorah, the menorot actually, because there are ten menorot in the mikdash and not, and not one. The shulchanot, which there are ten also, and the mizbach azahav. And then you had the devir, which was the equivalent of the kodesh kodashim in the mishkan. And in the devir, you had the aron, you had the kiruvim on top of the aron. They added extra kiruvim on top of those kiruvim that were yes. that were much bigger. Okay, so those are all the differences. We discussed all of those details and. Then we described that in front of the ulam, he erected two pillars called Yachin and Boaz. They, these pillars had names, very interesting, they're very elaborate. The, even the top of the pillar was described in great detail with the, the designs that were on top of the pillar. So that's where we're up, we're up to. We just learned about these two beams, probably of, of great of renown, of great fame, that were in front of the ulam. Uh, we just learned about those two beams. Okay, what did it mean? Boaz means strength in it and Yachin means established. So there's there's there are pillars representing the strength and the long lastingness of the Mikdash. Okay. Now we're going to talk about the sea. What's the sea? Yam Musak, he made the sea cast of metal. The sea is actually the equivalent of the Mishkan's kior, the Mishkan um, the laver, as they say, they translate in English, which is where the Kohanim would wash their hands and their feet before they enter the Mikdash. You're not allowed to wear shoes as you enter the Mikdash. So you and you also weren't allowed to have dirt on your hands. You had to be pure. So they had a laver which, in the mishkan, was made out of um, uh, was made out of copper. And according to the midrash, and maybe according to the pasuk, which is a little bit vague, it was made out of the mirrors of the women of Israel that they used uh, back in Egypt. Okay, so that's the the kior in the mishkan. Now we have. In the Beit HaMikdash, we're going to have something enormous. Something enormous, which before we even read it, I'm go- is, is basically an elaborate system of, of, um, of hand-washing uh, sinks 
there was going to be one gigantic sink, which according to the Chachamim was connected to underground to an underground natural source of water, so that it had the status of a mikveh. Okay, first of all, um, and then but next to that huge sink called the sea, or called the yam, which was named yam because of how big it was, there were ten other washing stations. So they had an elaborate system of washing stations, a lot more than we have a Shara Chachamim. This is the same where the Kwanim and anybody would wash today. No, I don't know if you can make oh, okay. a, a connection to that. I don't know. I don't know what Similar the idea maybe it doesn't even say in the Psukim, uh-huh. so I wouldn't want to. Okay. I'm just saying the Chachamim say there's a law in, in Mikvaot called Hashaka that if you connect the body of water to a natural body of water, then that natural body of water is considered a Mikveh. Any Standing body of water that gets connected to it earns the status of mikveh. So the Chachamim say that they, although you'd think that this is a standalone body of water that's its own like cistern, it was actually connected to a natural body of water, so it had the status of mikveh. Now that's all the Chachamim are telling us that. I don't know if you could learn any archaeology from that at all. Okay. Okay. He made the sea of cast metal, 10 cubits from its one rim to its other rim, circular all around, 5 cubits its height, a 30 cubit line could encircle it all around, 24. There were knobs or knobs under its rim all around, surrounding it 10 cubits in length, girdling the sea all around, two rows of, of the knobs, which were cast with the casting of the sea. All right, so there was a big, it was a big uh, yeah. thing it with knobs all around. You can see the, the picture. The metal was cast, it was molten and then cast. Yeah, exactly. Form. Uh, you can see there's a picture on page 75 of the art scroll, which it shows. You can see it's, it's above ground. That's why when the Chachamim say that it was connected to the natural water, they say the connection was actually through the legs of the oxen that were carrying it. Wow. Of the, of the metal oxen. Okay. It was standing on 12... Uh, Copper, I guess, oxen. Shlosha fonim tzafona, shlosha fonim yama, shlosha fonim negba, shlosha fonim mizracha. And there were three facing north, three facing south, three facing east, and three facing west. Ve'ayam alem in mala, and the yam, this this wash basin, this huge pool, was on top of them. Ve'chola horehem baita, and all of their hunches were facing the inside of the item, of the, of the seat, of the pool. Okay, meaning they were faced outwards. Okay? Okay, there's a lot in this pasuk. It, it was, the thickness was a tefach, which is very thick metal. It's this much. Okay, the handle like a fist. Um, but by its edge, it thinned out like any cup. You know, you'd want to thin out by the edge. You don't, you can't drink out of a cup that's so thick at its edge. Um, they had Perach Shoshan, uh, rose blossom design, and its capacity was 2,000 butt. Okay, what is a butt? So let's go through the measurement of butt. Its capacity was 2,000 butt. A butt is the equivalent of an ifa. Ifa is a dry measure. A butt is the equivalent in terms of liquid. Okay, so it would be the same thing as an ifa. And ifa is three se'ah. Okay, so just for context, how many se'ah do you need to have a kosher mikveh? You need 40 se'ah. 
40 se'ah to have a kosher mikveh. Nowadays, we make our mikvot a lot bigger than 40 se'ah. But you need 40 se'ah for a kosher mikveh. Okay? Now, if this was 2,000 baht, it means it was 6,000 se'ah. So what is 6,000 divided by 40? 6,000 divided by 40, I don't know. Probably like uh, 150. Right? Because, I don't know, 6 divided by 4 is 1.5. So 150. So... So it was 150 times. Yeah, it says it here. 150 times the capacity of a mikveh. Right. Capacity. So it was 150 times the minimum capacity of a mikveh. This thing was massive. It says the 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 in gallon measurements, the estimation is that each butt is between 6.75 and 12 gallons. So it held between 13,524,000 gallons. That's huge. It's like a swimming pool. It's a swimming pool. It's massive. Wow. Even to today's standard with like the copper oxen and everything, this is like a, with the, basically had running water going into it as yeah. well. This is that's according amazing. to the, exactly. Now in Chronicles, it gives the capacity as three thousand butts, so it's another fifty percent bigger than what we just described, according to Chronicles, according to Devarayamim, oh, because okay. you're all, you're going to have these distinctions between Devarayamim and uh, Melachim. Okay. Now this is only the main washing area. Now what about the actual places where people would wash their hands that would be separate stands called uh, the mechonot there were 10 of them made out of copper he made the 10 copper stands 4 cubits the length of each stand 4 cubits its width and 3 cubits its height this was how this was the workmanship of the stands. They had frames and more frames between the rods. Uh, Twenty-nine. And on the frames that were between the rods were There was a base upon the rods above them. Under the lions and the oxen, there were braces of hammered metal. Again, I can't translate the Hebrew very well, so I'm just reading it and then reading English, honestly. Okay. Pasuklamet v'arba'a ofanin ha'choshet la'mechona ha'achat v'sarnin ha'choshet v'arba'fa amotav ketefot la'em mitachat la'kiyora ketefot itzukot me'aver ish loyot. There were four copper wheels to each stand and a copper board that had shafts at their four corners. The shafts were cast under the basin opposite each of the embracing couples. Honestly, I, again, I'm not... I, we have a picture of what they think it is. Even they say this is an estimation of what they think it is based on Rashi. It's not very clear based on the Hebrew if you can actually tease out a picture of what this looked like at all. But we continue. 31. The opening of the base extended from the inside of the capital of the stand one cubit upwards. Its opening was round, like the shape of a stand, one and a half cubits. They were designed upon the rim also. The frames were squared, not circular. As for the four wheels that were under the frames, the axles and the wheels. So they also had wheels on these things. Okay, they had axles with wheels on them. It was an amount of half these wheels. Okay. The workmanship of the wheels was like the workmanship of a chariot wheel. It was like the an Ofan. Ofan is the wheel of a chariot. Everything was cast out of copper. 
וארבעה כתפות על ארבע פינות המכונה האחת מן המכונה כתפיה, ובראש המכונה חצי האמה קומה עגול סביב, ועל ראש המכונה ידידה ומסגרותה ממנה. From the stand, its shafts came. At the top of the stand, the half cubit height was circular all around, and the top of the stand, its rods and its frames were, were from it. And he engraved upon the tablets of its board and upon the frames, Kiruvim, lines, palms, like the man's embracing couples all around. And by Fatah ala luchot idotheva umiskerotea, miskerotea Kiruvim araev zimorot kimar ish veloyot saviv. And he made designs on these, on these uh, uh, lavers and stuff. He made, he made designs. Kazot asai ta'isara mechonot, mutzak echad, mida achat, Okay, and he made this is how we did for the ten stands one casting, one measure, one form for all of them. They all were exactly the same exact size, uh, and that was the thing. So, total in total, what you have um, are I, we still didn't even get to the thing that holds the water. So far, we're just holding, we're just talking about the item that holds the water basin, the water cistern, or whatever it's called. Okay. The sea? No, the sea oh, we discussed. Just, oh, yeah, just for the... The sea we discussed, we discussed how the whole sea is sitting on top of these 10 oxen. But when it came to the actual washing stations that were smaller, that were 10 of them next to the sea, all we described so far is the base that held the water. Yes. Now, Vatsuk 38, we described the water, where actually the water went. Very, very elaborate and impressive. Amen, amen.